Hello 49ers fans, this is 49ers fangirl Tracy, joined always by SoCali Steph. Hi Steph. Hi Tracy, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's exciting to see all of your new fangirls in the NFL. Thank you very, very much. And in case any of you have missed this, I'm not sure how you would have because we've been pretty open about it. But in case you have, uh, Steph is our Warriors fangirl, which is awesome. And she does a fantastic job. Um, and we have added seven more NFL fangirls. So that's exciting. And we will be covering the AFC and NFC West. So that is some exciting stuff. Um, but less exciting stuff would be <laughs> the 49ers performance yesterday. Um, they lost 23 to three to the Panthers. I, I think, you know, I, I had picked them to win. Uh, granted I did say in my talking touchdowns video that I picked them to win because if you can't be optimistic week one, we're the Browns and we're not the Browns, we're the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't know if that's a backhanded pick, but nonetheless, I picked them to win. And I think when we talked about it, but did you, did you pick them to win as well? Yeah, well, I was hoping they'd win. I honestly, you know, hope to see a fight. I wanted to see a little bit, you know, an improvement, so to speak. And I wanted them to stay in the game. And I, I actually thought, and, and I wasn't so, um, I wasn't right about this, but I thought that they could actually give the Panthers a run for their money, at least coming off of the first game because they have so much to prepare. But, you know, you can't really dismiss the fact that, they have a whole slew of newcomers and kids that are just playing their first game ever. And, you know, we really saw that yesterday. So it's a, they did a commendable job, you know, for their first game together as a team. And, you know, but at the same time, they have a long way to go. They definitely have a long way to go. Um, I thought, you know, when the game started, it actually looked like they were going to be at least able to compete. Um, and then... You know, last year, I'll, I'll try to do this as a positive. Last year, one thing went wrong, and it all fell apart. Yesterday, a few things went wrong, and then it all fell apart. Um, but there were a lot of missed opportunities. We can, you know, there's there's a number of them. There was, on the third and three, there was the deep ball to Marquise Goodwin that he definitely should have caught, and he, after the game, said the same thing, you know, and that was on him. But that's a missed opportunity because that was – either going to be a touchdown or would have set up a touchdown, which obviously changes the game. Then, of course, Brian Hoyer was strip-sacked um, and fumbled the ball, which set up a Panther score. And then a couple plays after that, um, Reuben Foster was injured and taken off on a cart. And that, I have to say, seemed to just take the air out of the stadium. And, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan said after that he felt like the team still – bounce back. Brian Hoyer said the same thing, but I do think that became a blow and that becomes issue, especially for a young team and a team with 14 rookies. Now one of your own, like double one of your own, not only your teammate, but a, a fellow rookie is being taken off in a cart. It looks like it's not as serious as it seemed at first. He probably will miss some time, but mm -hmm. it looked a lot worse. Um, but I think that really kind of took the wind out of their sails at that point, they never fully seemed to recover because he started out having such a great game and everybody just loves him on that team. And I think the fans really like him. And so that kind of, you know, put a damper on everything. Um, but I think the biggest issues we saw were the offensive line, which continues to be a problem. Um, Hoyer did not have a good day. 
um, Matt Barrows just tweeted that he he was looking back at film and he seemed to go the wrong way on three handoffs and fakes. And that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hand it off to nobody. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hand it off to nobody. It's where you definitely get into trouble. Um, so that's probably going to get cleaned up. But, you know, I also wonder how much of the offensive line was a mess. Yeah, I think it's the guards more than anything. Yes. I mean, the guards are really, like, you know, struggling out there. Um, I definitely feel like the John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan honeymoon that we've been having is over. Yes. <laughs> like, well, now we're married and, you know, and things are going a little, going to go a little rocky now. And it's not something that we um, haven't, you know, expected, you know, that this wouldn't happen. But it, you know, it's something that is really going to really be testing, I think, for the team and the fact that. On the 53-man roster, there's 30 new players total. So they're going to take a while to completely jive, and it's a completely new team and new coaching, new, you know, everything. So it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. But I think that there's a strong chance that some of these things can be cleaned up. And they're not facing, um, you know, they're not facing uh, something – we're not, I guess we're not expecting it to be, you know, go to the Super Bowl overnight, but what we really want to see is how they can execute the plays, how they can improve and really for, you know, what they can do overall. And, um, we'll see that. And I don't, there was some good little highlights here and there. Um, but it's, it's consistency for me. It's something that I'm really looking for. I think also this week will be very interesting. I imagine that Lakin Tomlinson, who was a guard that they got um, about a week and a half ago, he was inactive for yesterday's game because he just got there. Um, but I think we're going to end up seeing him on Sunday either start or certainly get a lot more playing time um, in place of Zane Beatles. Um, Zane Beatles on his own was responsible for a sack, a hit on Hoyer, and four hurries. So again, that's also not great. Um, so I think they're going to have to make a change there and that potentially could help the situation, you know, with the offensive line. Um, I felt like those sacks were more on the line than they were on Hoyer this time around. So it will be interesting to see. Um, but you're right. Consistency is going to be the name of the game and it's chemistry. You know, we saw Brian Hoyer and Pierre Garcon seem to have a really good chemistry, um, they're, they were connecting quite a bit. Like I mentioned, Goodwin dropped that pass and he has to catch it, which he knows. And so, you know, that's just something they're going to have to fix. They still seem to have trouble getting the run game going. Carlos Hyde did look good when he could get going and he became a big part of the passing game, which was smart. It was good to see them be aggressive. You know, they went for it on fourth down four times. They only made it once, but they went for it. And that shows... In aggressiveness in the offense, um, which maybe is something that we hadn't seen in a while. Um, it shows that Kyle Shanahan's not afraid to try some things, good or bad, and we'll see how that all plays out. Um, and I think the defense, con- all things considered, did not play badly. The Niners had two turnovers and gave the Panthers really good field position twice. Um, but the defense really did not play badly. They were certainly not fantastic. Um, Jaquasi Tart had a very rough start to the game, but then after his big interception, he seemed to settle down. 
And that's the thing. If you have two turnovers and, and the other team converts, and then you get two turnovers and you can't really convert, you know, what can you do about that? Um, so I think the defense, all things considered, was, did not play terribly. And I think we saw some improvement there. Um, the run defense was certainly better. Yes, they rushed for 114 yards, but still, it was certainly better. I mean, last season, teams were rushing for, you know. Yeah. They were, teams were signing running backs on Thursday who were coming in and rushing for 200 yards. So we're definitely, I think, you know, there's places we were seeing progress, but this is going to take time. This is a rebuild. And then lucky for us, it just gets easier. The 49ers are off to Seattle for the weekend. Yeah, that should be fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, Seattle has some issues of their own. They also have a terrible offensive line, but... Yeah, they're, they're going through quite a bit, too. So we'll see how it's all going to play out. And I, I do think the defense looks a lot better, like you said. And, um, you know, it's just... At the same time, the offense at some point has to get going. So that's really what I'm looking towards is that somehow some way they find a way to make it work and make a way to score. Even some of the, you know, other teams in this league that don't have the greatest O-lines, you know, figure out a way to make it work. So I'm kind of hoping that they figure out what they need to do. And, um, you know, we'll see, but it, it, it was pretty disappointing. Um, in general, I just expected a little bit better. Yeah, no, I would, I, I agree. I think, I think everybody did. Um, so looking ahead to Seattle, um, I don't see I don't see it going well for the 49ers um, <laughs> at all. But you know, I think offensively, you know, I know fans are already like screaming for CJ Beathard. The reality is CJ Beathard is not starting anytime soon, and probably not this season. And I think the Brian Hoyer thing, like he is who he is. Like he's not. He's not going to be a fabulous quarterback, but what, what, like that word that you're using, consistent, is what they need out of Brian Hoyer. They need consistency. Um, so, and they have themselves in a somewhat, I don't know if precarious is the right word, but kind of precarious position in that it's Hoyer and Bethard. And I, I very much think Bethard outplayed Barkley. I'm not at all suggesting that Barkley should have had that number two position, that number two quarterbacking position, but that's what they have. So quarterback is not going to be a shining glory for this team this season, but they are going to have to find a way to have some consistency. Um, but I think everyone kind of just needs to manage expectations on that and manage their thinking. I mean, this is who Brian Hoyer is, and the 49ers knew that. They decided, and I don't think wrong, wrongly, that this was not the year they were going after the franchise quarterback. So, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think that they're definitely going to have some things in play next season or off season. Um, you know, and that, you know, this Seattle didn't look too hot out there either. And, you know, it was pretty much on Russell Wilson to, you know, save the day, but he had no touchdown. So, you know, the truth, you know, the truth is the Seahawks, you know, really can't. There was a lot of things that they struggled with. I mean, I mean, most notably, they the Seahawks couldn't run the ball like they have in the past with um, Wilson, you know, at the helm, and that's just very like that's just not who Seattle is. So they they've definitely struggled. At least they look like they really struggled this first game, and then now they're going to have to 
you know, try a different way. But then you have the 49ers, they can't score either. So it it will be interesting. <laughs> it's, it's really going to be the D. De- I mean, it's going to be the two defenses. I think, I think the Seahawks defense is farther along than the 49ers defense right now. Um, it's just, and it's, they're in Seattle. If I actually feel like if they were playing week two, uh, in Santa Clara, it would be, I mean, I don't want to say evenly matched, but maybe more evenly matched. But this game in Seattle is just, it's just so hard to win at CenturyLink. Um, and that for everybody. So I, I don't imagine it being pretty, but what I'd like, what I'd like to see, let's assume they're not going to win. If they prove us wrong, that'd be great. Um, but I would like to see, like you said, more consistency. I think Hoyer's got to connect with his receivers. He's got to know the plays. He's got to be handing off the right direction. Um, and they have to, they do have to figure out a way to get this run game going. The offensive line is just going to have to figure it out and quickly. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I do think Lake and Tomlinson has the potential to make a difference there uh, at guard. So hopefully... That will do a little something. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long season. I mean, I like worry for Brian Hoyer's safety. I worry for. Yeah. I mean, I worry for Russell Wilson's safety. I mean, you're talking about two very bad offensive lines. Um, so you know, I think that they kind of have to figure that part out of it and quickly. Um, but I think you yeah. know there was so much optimism in the off season and so much excitement and the new regime. And I think that that should that's still valid and should still be there. But it was it was just kind of uh, it was reality. There, it's going to take some time. And, and you know, there were, you know, good spots. I know Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goldwyn and Trent Taylor, you know, George Kittle, um, Matt Breida, you know, Kyle Juszczyk. I think they had good moments. And so I don't think they were completely lost out there. Um, they had, you know, some drops and, you know, things like that. But... It wasn't as bad as I guess it could have been. <laughs> so I just, I think that maybe, you know, eventually they will get their groove. At least I hope they will. There were a lot of disconnects. But, um, and even like Carlos Hyde seemed like he was a little bit out of sync. But I do think that they're, they have the talent there to actually make the plays down the road. But the roster isn't as deep as I thought it was, that's for sure. But I do think that they have the ability to compete. And, you know, all things being equal, we'll, we'll see. I mean, everything comes to just we'll see, and we'll, they'll have to go out there and play. And, you know, I said yesterday, um, I said yesterday on Twitter, I said, you know, you got to look at it, kind of look at it this way. The last two years, um, the 49ers won their first two games. Yeah, I saw that tweet. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then someone responded to me and said, oh, so you're saying that now they're going to be really good. And that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is not everything is based on week one. That's, and I think we see that. I think we see that every year with a lot of teams. Like, I'm pretty sure the Patriots aren't done for. I feel pretty confident that they're still going to be very competitive this year. I mean, a lot of people really write them off after Thursday night. Um, and I think, but my point to that was more that, I think this team will get better every week. They won't get worse every week, which has happened the last two years. I'm not right. saying that they're going to win. They, you know, I know that we originally picked them to win three out of their first four games, <laughs> but yeah. they yeah. very well they could finish. I hate to be a downer, but they could finish September or you know after the Arizona game, October first, zero and four. But I still think they will be better 
week after week. We will see improvement on this team. So that's what I think will be a big difference, and I think that's kind of an important thing for everyone to remember. So Yeah, and, and you know, the, the Seahawks are definitely the favorites going into next week. I mean, they, I think it's like 13 or 14-point favorites or something like that. <laughs> And, you know, the 49ers haven't really done very well in Seattle. Like you said, it's just they it, they have a hard time winning there. And even when they had a very good team, they had a hard time winning there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'll see. I mean, it is a different Seahawks team. It's a different opener. And, you know, even when they were, you know, Super Bowl contenders, you know, it, you know, it, it, these are two totally different teams. So... I think it'll just, it, it, you know, we'll see what is, you know, I think the Seahawks are the better team, and I think that they obviously want to get the win, especially against the 49ers, um, but I think it's really going to come down to where the line is next week and how often they have the defense on the field. I mean, if 49ers are, you know, the defense is constantly on the field, it, you know, they will tire them out eventually and they will get, you know, score on them. And that's something that they really have to figure out is keeping the offense on a little bit longer and hopefully getting at least three points out of there. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we will we will see how it goes and we can uh talk about it next week. Um it's going to be a very interesting few weeks coming up in the division. A lot of division games coming up. Um how do you think the fans um do you think it was a reality check for the fans or do you think it was something that most fans were expecting? I think it was I think it was a reality check. I mean, I do think that some fans do do expect a real a rebuild, but I think you know as any off season when there's optimism, there were fans who were like they're gonna be nine and seven, they're gonna go <laughs> to the playoffs. Like I think it was a good reality check, um, and I, I I also think a big positive this year from the organization is they're realistic. Like they also know this is a rebuild that's gonna take some time, and I do appreciate that um, because. That is the the reality of the situation, and you just I think as a fan we want to be optimistic and so excited, but the re, like you're, the team was two and fourteen last year, so you're not going from two and fourteen to nine and seven or eight and eight. And I understand that Harbaugh took a six and ten team and made it um, what do you make it twelve and four? Yeah. But the talent that Harbaugh inherited was significantly better. You know what? I should say something. I should put that a different way. Well, okay. I'm going to put that a different way. The talent in certain positions and position groups that Harbaugh inherited was significantly better than this team. But even more so, the veterans he inherited. Yeah. Were, yeah. It was There was a lot more depth and a lot more veterans on the team. It's a young team. And so it's just going to take a little bit of time. This is not going to be an overnight success story. But if we can see them get better and better, if they can compete in Seattle, I think that would be a big positive. I think that's all we can really hope for. I mean, I, I can't tell you there are so many t- people, so many people tweeting at me saying, don't sleep on us. We're going to win. We're going to the playoffs. And I was like, 
really? Like, you really believe that? Because I'm, like, over here going, I'm hoping for four to six minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, like, and I don't want to be negative Nancy. I mean, t- believe me, I wish we could do all those things. But it just didn't seem realistic. So, you know, watching them play, I think it was a it was a good reality check to see, you know, this. we need to look for the small things, the small improvements, and really find that way to get them that added, added motivation, you know, to get back into the games. And um, I think that they held their own for good parts of it. You know, when they're only holding them to one score per quarter, there's no, you know, there's no shame in that, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the trick is to also try to score so that you can make it competitive. So, I mean, at least on one side of the field, I think they were doing really good. And um, I think... The 49ers defense um, had a lot to prove out there, and I think that they wanted to prove that they weren't just, you know, all these newbies on the team that had no talent. I think that they really did want to make a point out there. Yes, I think so too. And I think another thing to remember, Aaron Lynch was injured, and he was out. Jimmy Ward was out. Like, they also Mm -hmm. were missing a few players, so, you know, that's something to keep in mind as well. And I felt like I have to say the locker room after the game was not – defeated it's not I mean obviously they want to win and no one was happy with how the game went but there wasn't there's optimism in that locker room and it it was just a different feeling than the locker rooms after games last year so I consider that a positive these guys want to win it's just a matter of them coming together and figuring out how so eventually they will (laughs) just may not be this season but we'll see We'll see, but I'm with you. Four to six wins. I stand by my five and eleven. They go five and eleven. I would consider that a serious, successful season. And like you, I'm not being like negative. I just feel like that's the reality of where this team is, and that would be a massive improvement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it was exciting to see um, Ruben Foster out there. I know he came out as the golden boy. Mm -hmm. that everybody loves but um you know and it was it was sad to see him getting carted off the field you know and it was that ankle injury but you know I think he really um surprised fans and teammates by walking back to the sideline and even though he had a limp and it was some 20 minutes later it was just good good to see that he was really trying to you know I don't know, give the fans something to be excited about because it was pretty devastating to see that the way we, we had no idea what, what happened, how bad was it. And I think, um, I think it's interesting and I think it was good that he really, he really wants to, you know, you know, elicit the fans and really give them something to hope for. He does for sure. Um, and he is a competitor and a gamer and he wanted to go back in that game um, mm-hmm. and, but there, obviously that wasn't happening and there's, there's also certainly no reason to rush him back. Like there's, there's, right. this is not, you know, necessary now, but he, you know, really does. And he's just, he's very beloved and he's, he's a really, a great guy. And I think he's going to be a really special player. And we saw flashes of that before he went out. We really did. So, um, I think that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So I hope he's not out too long cause it's really fun to watch him play. And I think he does give the fans something to be excited about. No matter what the record is, if you're seeing Reuben Foster every week playing his heart out, I think that that is something for fans to get excited about and look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. So we He's shall definitely see. a fan fave already. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is for sure. Um, so we will see how that goes. 
We will see. Um, all right. So next week we will recap the Seahawks game. Um, and the next time we play the Seahawks, we'll have the Seahawks fangirl on. And we can talk with her. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, fantastic. Well, Steph, thanks for joining me today, as always. Of course. It's always fun. All right. I'll- <laughs> Go Niners. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.